Sales is King, episode 74. Yo, this is Headliner from Arrested Development. And right now you're in the midst of a celebration. A celebration of life, death, and the struggles of our Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Sales is King. My name is Dan Sixsmith, and I am your host. And this is a podcast about the changing digital landscape, the new requirements for selling effectively in 2018 and 2019 and beyond, the changing buyer, the difficulties that we face today in sales. And we discuss what is required to succeed and thrive as salespeople today. And I believe that salespeople and sales leaders are at a crossroads. We can either adapt, evolve, change, learn, or we can cling to our old ways and watch our numbers continue to decline. Sales quota attainment has dropped over the last six years. It was in the high 60s in terms of percentages of salespeople that met quota and now has dropped into around the mid-50s in through a six-year drop. So what we talk about in this podcast is what we need to do to make sure that we turn these numbers around and succeed going forward. And by all means, if you haven't reached out as yet, please drop me a note at dan.sixsmith at gmail.com and let's talk a little bit about what you guys are facing out there and how we might be able to help. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 74 of Sales is King. This will be our last one likely of 2018. It's been an amazing year. Uh, we did, I don't know how many episodes. Uh, we're up to 74, obviously, but we started about um, over a year ago. But it's been outstanding. Um, been great to meet so many people, talk to so many of you guys, and uh, really kick around what we need to do to kick ass in sales today. Um, so hope you liked the last episode. I was interviewed on SLMA radio with Marianne Vanilla. We talked about sales leadership a little bit. And today we're going to shift into high gear a little bit and talk about Wolf of Wall Street selling. Jordan Belfort is the Wolf of Wall Street. And I happen to be reading his book right now, which is incredibly inspiring. I would definitely recommend it to all of you. It's called Way of the Wolf. And it talks about his straight line selling method that he taught his team and how to sell and how they all made zillions. Um, Some of it, of course, was not legal, but um, the process of the selling process itself um, can be diagnosed and um, broken down. And that's what we're going to do today in Wolf of Wall Street Selling, episode 74 of Sales is King, baby. So this Wolf of Wall Street Selling has, you know, a few parts motivation and a few parts technique. Um, But the interesting thing about it is when I first picked up the book, I thought it was going to be hard sell, you know, old school, ram it down your throat. It's not. It has a lot of the elements that we're talking about in modern selling today, in connecting with buyers. So I was pleasantly surprised to see that. Um, And again, on the motivational side, uh, what Belfort says, and I truly believe this, um, and we've been saying this on the Sales is King podcast, everyone needs to know how to sell. You don't have to be a a title of salesperson. Um, 
you know, to, to be, to need to be good at selling. You have to sell ideas, you have to sell concepts, you have to sell yourself, um, you know, you have to know how to put yourself in the right positions to succeed. Um, and, and Belfort makes a great statement right early on in the book. He says, um, either you're selling or you're failing. Very interesting. You're either selling or you're failing. You know, so what does he mean by that? Um, you know, it's very simple. It's black and white. You know, you either get the deal or you don't. You know, you're either selling yourself, selling your agenda, selling your dream, or you're not. You're failing. So, you know, you must teach yourself how to sell and sell effectively. You must have the confidence um, that's going to propel you forward. And as we look toward 2019, we look back at 2018, you know, we have to continue to figure out ways to improve. And um, hopefully today we're going to go through some interesting steps that are going to help you moving forward. So according to Belfort, you will be unable to sell a product or a solution if the following three things are not in place and that the, the prospect does not have absolute certainty about these three things. Number one, the product idea or concept. The prospect needs to have absolute certainty that the product, the idea, or the concept is going to work, that he believes or she believes without any equivocation that your product or solution can solve his or her problem. Number two, the prospect must trust and connect with you. Think about this. We've been talking about this all along. The prospect must trust and connect with you. The number one reason why salespeople fail in 2018 is lack of trust, lack of buyer trust. So according to Belfort, it must be a 10 absolute certainty that they trust you and that they have a connection with you as the salesperson. Number three, the prospect must trust and connect with not only you, but the company must trust and connect with the company. So think about this. If you have a company issue, you're going to fail in the sale is going to not go through. If you have a, if you have a product issue, right, bad reviews, um, unsatisfied customers, you're going to fail. And number three, if you haven't been able to make a connection with the buyer, right, establish trust the way we've been talking about in all of our episodes, then you are going to fail. And the, according to Belfort, all three of these must be in place with absolute certainty for you to have a chance at closing business. And interestingly, very much like we've been talking about when we talk about our value messaging and our framework, um, Belfort agrees that we must connect both logically and emotionally with the prospects in order to get them to move forward. If you remember um, from Jerry Acuff, earlier in this year we interviewed him, um, he said that buyers will object rationally, but they'll move forward emotionally. So you're going to have both of these things covered. Uh, the logical, and that's where you put together um, a strong argument around financial justification, um, and your case studies and your references. And then the emotional, where you talk about, number one, the pain, uh, where you highlight the pain of the prospect, then show them the future state, um, the new environment where you're going to solve their issue and what their new environment is going to be like with any pain now removed. So Belfort talks about the straight line selling system, which is his patented framework for getting people that don't even know how to sell or care about selling 
to become millionaires as he did in The Wolf of Wall Street, as many of us saw in the movie. There are many different elements in the straight line. Um, the first one, and so exciting to see this, is to gather intelligence, gather what he calls massive, massive intelligence, right? And information about the prospect. And this is what we've been talking about, certainly. Um, I'm just looking at it here. We want to identify their needs, but also their problems, right? Their challenges. Um, <clears throat> secondly, we want to identify their core beliefs. You know, this is a good one, and I love this, right? What do they believe? You know, what are their values? How do they tackle sales and selling? Or, you know, what is their, what is their philosophy on <clears throat> the particular solution, um, their solution, or customer service? You know, that's how we get to know customers today and prospects. What are their values? I love this. This is huge from the Wolf of Wall Street. You know, let's learn their values and beliefs. That's how we start to connect emotionally. Um, number three, let's find out about any past experiences here. Um, you know, have they worked with whatever you're trying to sell them before and had a good or horrific experience? Let's get some of their preconceived notions. Let's learn about what they've done in the past how much they know about your type of solution and any experience that they or members of their team may have had. Um, fourth, you know, uh, getting back to the values, um, let's take it one step further. What are the priorities, right? What are the things that are most important to them, uh, you know, as they sit across the table or if they sit on the, across the uh, computer or the phone with you? What are the issues that are most important to them? What are their priorities? And then secondly, why are they priorities, right? Help me understand why this is a priority. Tell me what is behind um, these issues bubbling to the top as priorities. Excellent. Um, number five, Belfort says to get an understanding of their financial uh, standards, um, their spending ability. Very interesting, right? So this is something that we're, um, you know, we're taught early on um, is to find out kind of the budget tolerance, um, you know, of the prospect. And this is, you know, this is usually the, the fencing back and forth where, you know, we're trying to get the budget, they're trying to get a price. But, you know, I think it's completely fine to ask them, you know, what they are looking to spend, what they're potentially allocating uh, from a budget perspective for this type of endeavor. Um, or better yet, you know, what would solving this problem be worth to you, right? What would solving this problem, Mr. Prospect or Mrs. Prospect, Miss Prospect, um, what would solving this problem be worth to you? Great question. Uh, ping me with your answers on that, what you're getting back in terms of answers from the prospects on that question. I love that. Um, Sixth, let's talk about the pain again, right? What's keeping you up at night? I mean, that's, you know, kind of a trite, overused phrase. Obviously, you're not going to use it. But what is really weighing on them? You know, what are they struggling with? You know, what is their one single worry uh, as it relates to, you know, the particular um, solution industry framework that you're talking about, right? So, um, and again... We've talked about this. If you're able to ampl amplify the pain, um, if you're able to quantify the pain, then you're moving really toward 
uh, a strong position to uh, get your solution um, sold. Next. Um, very good. Again, coming back onto the financial piece. How much money do you typically invest in an idea that you like? Right? Um, that's excellent. That's right out of the Wolf of Wall Street stock market lingo. But um, it's, a, it's an interesting question. You know, how much does the company typically invest in an idea that's going to be a game changer? You know, then you start to learn a little bit about, uh, you know, their budgets and what they're throwing around. You know, um, we were at a customer earlier this year, I think it was two years ago, where, um, you know, we were only getting, you know, twenty and $30,000 deals. Um, we come to learn that the, 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 um, the customer was spending upwards of seven figures on other type of solutions. Um, not so, you know, somewhat tangential to what we were doing, you know, and it kind of changed the face of um, how we looked at that account. So this first part of the sale, according to the Wolf of Wall Street, is the easier part. You know, we're gathering information, we're connecting emotionally, logically, rationally. But now the back half gets interesting because that's when we start to learn, you know, if we've done a complete enough job. Um, because that's when we're, we start to hear the reservations come up and the objections you know, and this is where the elite salespeople win and the mediocre to weak salespeople uh, cash in their chips. And we've been talking a lot about this. We've heard from a lot of the experts, right? This is where the games are won or lost. The ability to handle the objections, to understand, to know what's coming, to get underneath the covers of what is behind this particular objection or reservation and how to continue to move the sale forward. Number one objection, uh, you guys have heard it a million times. I need to think about it. Let us get back to you. Um, send me some information, right? The number one of all time uh, objection. And the first step to success is actually recognizing this as an objection, right? So we all know, guys, that send me some information means I'm not buying. Uh, I need to think about it, I'll get back to you, means they're not buying, right? So number one, you have to so tell yourself, I didn't do enough convincing. There's not 100% certainty. And there's a good chance that when they hang up this phone, you're never going to hear from them again, right? Or when you walk through that door, they're going to lock the doors behind you. So um, this is critical, and this is where uh, Belfort comes in, to give us some skills to keep the conversation going, keep the deal alive. And the key element that's behind this, and it's something we talked about in one of the earlier episodes, is taking control of the sale. Let's think about that again. Taking control of the sale. Sometimes we sit back, you know, um, we do our demo, we're waiting for some feedback, we're hoping the prospect's just going to pick up the ball and say, hey, let's go. But we've got to take control from the very beginning, right? Um, from the very beginning of the questions, from the very beginning, the way you come off uh, early on in the conversation or in the meeting. And the other interesting thing is that, according to Belfort, um, you have to ask for the order at least two or three times before you get it. 
Um, and, you know, let's think about that, right? Sometimes it's, it's, it's painfully difficult to even muster up the courage or chutzpah to ask once, right? Let alone asking two or three times. But if you're able to solve these objections, right, as um, my friend Brad Lee talks about, closing an objection, if you're able to close these objections, you can come back around and ask for the business again. The other critical piece, and we've talked about this in our episodes, is we've got to be ready for this. You know, we can't be shocked when a prospect says, well, you know, this has been great. Let me think about it. I'll call you back. Or, hey, send me some information. I'm running out of time. We can't be shocked and figuring out, oh, my God, what do I do now? We have to actually be ready for it, and we have to know it's coming, and we have to know that it's just our opportunity to now shift gears and do some additional selling to raise the prospect's level of certainty from where it is, that it's currently not at a level that's going to get you the deal. And before I go back to the book, you know, one of the areas just from our own sales as king uh, approach is getting back into that pain conversation, right? Um, you know, into those challenges and priorities. The pain is, you know, people are going to move if they feel that you're able to solve their pain or if they feel that the pain is costing them more than they have ever thought before. Or perhaps they feel like they're falling behind their peer group, which is another thing we do in our value selling, right? And uh, the Wolf of Wall Street in the book says that pain um, elicits action, right? Pain creates urgency. That's the thing, right? We keep hearing, you know, like, why now? You know, um, how does this become a need to have versus a nice to have? It's all about the pain. That's the urgency, right? Someone may like what you're talking about, but they're like, kind of like, well, you know, whatever. But if you highlight that this is you know, something that's going to solve their pain. If you show them that there's inherent risk in standing still, right? Now you're moving forward and getting the prospect to have more certainty about you, your company, and your solution. So there's a lot of good stuff in this book. And what I think I'd like to do is break it up into a few different episodes rather than jamming it all into one. So going back and thinking about this again uh, to review, no sale is going to occur if the prospect does not have 100% certainty in three things. Certainty about your product, your solution, your concept. Certainty about your company, right? That they trust your company. Certainty about you, that they trust you. Um, Straight line selling. Massive intelligence gathering. Discovery, right? Um, Connecting about the values. Connecting about the priorities. Connecting about the challenges, right? the financial tolerance, a massive collection of information, followed by your presentation. And then the next step, which is the key, and where we will go into a lot more detail um, next show, is going to be around the objection handling, where the elite people rise to the top, where the mediocre and weak people cash them in. We can't let them off the hook when they say that they're going to call us back. That's going to be the end of the game for the weak salespeople, but it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning for additional selling and for elite salespeople to leap into action. So let's think about that as we go forward. Let's continue to dissect these calls and figure out how we sell greater, more effectively, with more confidence, and better than our competition. Peace.
ladies and gentlemen.